Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Susie Ruffle. And me, Tom Allen. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? Well, actually, I had a good night's sleep last night, so I feel pretty good, actually. Pretty good. I'm so pleased for you. How long is a good night's sleep for Tom Allen? Um, I think it was about eight and a half hours. So it was Oh, really that's good. nice. Yeah, I haven't had a sleep like that for a, a while now. Because um, of doing the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show, of course. Well, thank you for mentioning that. But yes... Um, and also it meant that when it came to the weekend I still woke up at uh, half past four. Oh, that's so annoying So that was a little bit strange but It was fine, it was fine Yeah, um, I think it must absolutely fuck you if you do that Like what's going on with Zoe Ball's mm. internal Poor Zoe, circadian rhythms, I know, I feel for her Circadian rhythms, love that band Great, great uh, <laughs> group. <laughs> you were on a motorbike yesterday. Tom, thank you for bringing it up. I was on a motorbike yesterday. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's very glamorous and very Bond, Bond-esque of you. So, you've done these before. Sometimes when you're very busy being very showbiz. Oh, um, it's so showbiz. It's so showbiz. You have to get across town quicker than a car could possibly take you. Yeah. So they get you a motorbike. So I was yeah. doing some filming in the daytime with our friend AJ Adudu. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Our dear, yeah. dear friend AJ Adudu. And Grace Dent, who I love. Oh, yeah. She the food critic. I've met her. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I think because she's a critic, I was sort of like slightly scared of her before I met her. I don't know why. Just because I'm like, well, you're going to criticise me. But she's actually just really lovely. Oh, I think she's a nice one, isn't she? I think most of the food critics are quite nice. Yeah. I said to her... How often are you having to eat, like, lamb's guts with a, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of apricot jus and a oh, quail's yeah. egg on top? And yeah. she said quite a lot. Oh, that must be frustrating. I think it must be exhausting, actually. Quite rich. You must just crave just a bit of toast. She says her favourite food is, like, chips and gravy. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, I think when she went off on off menu, that was her... Favourite food. That's her main course. Yeah. So nice. Mm, Take the girl out of Carlisle. Is that where she's from, Carlisle? It is indeed, yeah. So the filming finished at six. I had to be at the Soho Theatre at quarter to seven. Oh, Zeus. There's only one way to do it. There's only one way to do it. I had to get on the back of Reese's motorbike. Mm. And um, I loved it, Tom. I really loved it, actually. I like motorbikes generally. Yeah. You should get one. Maybe you should get a motorbike. I couldn't drive one myself. I'd be too scared. But I'd you like should get a hog. Is that what people call them? Oh, what's that? A hog? Isn't what's that like that? a big old motorbike? Like oh, a hog. Sorry, something quite different. Um, <laughs> the, um, Those clubs in Berlin. Clubs. <laughs> um, I love... Um, I, well, yeah, I would, I would like that. A big, yeah, big roaring... Bikes. What about if I get a motorbike and you sit oh, in the sidecar? That like the two fat ladies, great. Just like that. Oh, wonderful! Missed that show. Um, yeah, I I would love that. I would love, I've never been in a sidecar actually. I think it would really suit you, Tom. I think they're quite close to the ground. That's the only thing. So you must have to get like train yourself to think in a certain way that isn't too upsetting. That yeah. isn't like oh my god, there's a wheel. Oh my god, yeah. it's a lorry. Oh my god, the yeah. wheel's bigger oh, than me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That I feel like you might do some screaming. Yeah, I would, I would. Um, You'd have to wear some very padded trousers, I think. Oh, I would have a lot there'd be bumping of trousers around. situations. Yes, yes, absolutely. Which wouldn't be the one. No. So I sure. went across town. It, I wasn't in a sidecar. I was oh, just in, uh, just I was on just bed. on the back of a bike. Mm. Didn't know what to do with my arms. What did you do? Went just to wave cuddle him. Yeah, just wave them around. Like I was, you know, those things that are outside. Um, car dealerships. Car dealerships. I love those <laughs> That's why I was like, woo! 
Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I just held on to the handle. I went to hug him, mm. and then I, and then as I put my arms around his waist, I said, "Where do I hold?" And he went the back, and I was like, "Okay, oh, <laughs> uh, no need to cuddle a stranger." <laughs> of course, of course. Um, of course, I knew that. But um, I got there. Tom, guess how quickly? You oh, just guess. From where? From, from so I was in Hackney in Dalston. Oh yeah, right up the end, past Dalston Superstall. Wow. Almost really, um, yeah, beyond, sort of beyond Dalston. Right. And then I had to get to the Soho Theatre. How quickly do you think we did that? Oh, was it something like 20 minutes or something? It was 17, Tom. No, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was great. Wow, goes to show, doesn't it? Got there plenty of time for my sound check. Oh, there's a reason to get a, to get a motorbike. And a sidecar. Because you'd have been there just as quick. But Well, I think a sidecar might have like held you back a bit. Because you can't weave <laughs> in and out of the traffic as easily. Okay, you know, fine. We've you know, done but I don't, I don't know. I don't want to ruin it. I don't, maybe if, I, if you could find a third, if you could, three of us could go on the back, then it would have been great. Couple looking um, for a third? Yes, that's the advert I was going to put online. <laughs> for our motorbike adventures, excursions. <laughs> Well, you were on a motorbike and I met Patricia Routledge. And so, oh my God, shut the front door. I saw this on Instagram. Well, I think these two things combined mean we should be talking about the detective series Hetty Wainthrop that Patricia Routledge was w- once played the motorbike riding uh, detective in the north of England with a small, with a sort of teenage boy on the back who helped her. I don't have any memory of that TV programme. And... It makes me think you dreamt it. No, I'm, it's Are definitely sure? a thing. I'm going to look it up right now. Hetty Wainthrop. I've been writing about it in the book, actually. Um, but the um, <laughs> still doing that very mainstream stuff. Still keeping it. <laughs> I refuse. Hetty Wainthrop investigates. There you go. Um, and she had 1996 drama, four seasons, armed with a little more than her pocketbook and her common sense. The Lancashire housewife turned gumshoe has proved that she can easily match wits with the best of them, even if she has to take the bus to get to the scene of the crime. Isn't that lovely? Um, that yeah. sounds very charming, actually. I think I'd like to watch that on a it's Sunday sort afternoon. Of thing that I recommend you keep an eye out for on um, on your Gold, ITV Bravo, or one, yeah, one of those. ITV like, three. There you go. She had a moped, I think. There you go. So, there Tom... She there she is. Can you see that? Yes, I can. I can see that. So, Tom, what I want to know is... Mm. How come you're with Patricia Routledge? Well, I saw that you and Alf both took your mums, which I loved. Alfie saw Very it. good gay, gay boys. Very. I mean, it couldn't be more gay. Alf uh, saw this advertised, an audience with Patricia Routledge. She's At the Bromley Churchill? At the Churchill Theatre Bromley. Clang. Um, and clang. And um, she was to, to be doing a talk... And she was going to be talking about her life in musicals rather than her career at, in sitcoms, for example, keeping up appearances. Hetty Wainthrop investigates. Um, and I, of course, like a red rag to a ball, I <laughs> jumped at the chance to hear her talk about that because, of course, she won a Tony. Tony, um, Tony, 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 Tony. come Tony, on over Tony. for dinner. Um, yeah, she won a Tony and she... Um, what did she win a Tony for? She won the Tony for... Uh, now, this is bad because she literally told me... Yesterday. Yeah. Um, It was for, I think it was for 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. um, Tom, I haven't heard of that musical, which is quite rare for me. It's, um, it didn't actually do very well. But it's still one of Darling of the Day, sorry. Darling of the Day. It was she won that. And I don't know that one either really, but um, sorry. Sorry. How old is she, do you think, Tom, if you had to guess? She's 92 years of age. (gasps) 
You're joking me. I beg your pardon, 93. Um, yeah, Routledge made a professional... Uh, no, no, no. She won the 1968 Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical for Darling of the Day and the 1988 Olivier Award for Best Actress in a Musical for Candide, where she sang um, You'll Never Walk Alone. But Oh, no, that was Carousel. That's not Candide, sorry. Sorry, but she was in Carousel as well. Um, was it lovely to hear her talk really about lovely. it? Was it really lovely. Was it really? Interesting, and they played the songs, and, and she's kind of like quite a big linchpin for a lot of... Um, a lot of camp references in the sense that she was um she was she worked with Richard Rogers, she worked with Leonard Bernstein, she worked with um Noel Coward, she worked with Alan Bennett, she worked with Victoria Wood. Oh she, my god. So she worked kind of like in the middle she's sort of in the middle of a lot of um She's ca- the Venn diagram. She's the Venn she's diagram. Venn she's Venn in the Venn, Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. Um so it was And very what was she I bet it was. And was she still sort of funny and sort of charming? Yeah. So funny. And, and sharp. So, like kind of sharp, yeah. <gasps> oh, that's so inspiring, that's isn't it? Is. Fancy and being 92 and still being like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go out and share yeah. this. Yeah. Good for her. Um, and said hello afterwards and it was lovely. Really, really was she, Did she know who you were? Um, no. But we... Um, the, but that's I fine. didn't. I didn't ask to go backstage. The producer said, would you like to come and meet Patricia? So um, I said, yes. So I just said a quick hello and said thank you for everything you've done for me. That's um, so nice. But, um, Is she, she's yeah. obviously very aware that she's sort of this bit, like sort of a bit of a camp legend. I think she knew, I think she's known that since she was about seven Four. years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause she's she, so funny and keep my appearances. Yeah, and Kitty as well from Victoria Wood is so funny. Of course, and, of course, and then, yeah. Um, a Woman of No Importance from Alan Bennett's Talking Heads. Um, a Lady of Letters, Alan Bennett's Talking Heads as well. And she did the pilot of Talking Heads, um, which I didn't realise. And she, Alan Bennett said, will you do this pilot for me? And she was like, no one's going to watch this. They'll turn it off. It's just one person talking. They'll be turning off in their thousands. And he was like, well, they watch the news. And she was like, yeah, but they cut to atrocities in that. It keeps people watching. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, and then she and then she did it and it was a huge success that's nice that she sort of references that she got it wrong oh yeah she's very humble about things and very her Desert Island Disc is very interesting as well I recommend that as a listen um, oh do you know what? I might listen that to that down on the train yeah, do that yeah I recommend it it's very inspiring um, oh but it just it, she sort of reminded me of a time which I know we still live in in a way but when she just took time over things when she was like in a in a production it was hard work and they did it for a long time and the shows would take a lot of skill and a lot of like mm. her, her singing is incredible when they were playing the recordings she knows her way around uh, a song and yeah uh, for sure the skill set of it and the sort of I don't know a world where people would sit and watch a show for four hours as one of them was and then um, and when she would you know when people would I don't know take time over things and it made me listen to Radio 4 and it made me go actually I really love Radio 4 um for Something very calming about it's, it. It's a it's a podcast that runs all day. And has the shipping forecast. Oh yes, it has the shipping forecast. I I wonder I wonder how many people listen to the shipping forecast that need it. I think none. I think none. Yeah, it's so confusing. Forthwith, Westley. I, I don't think forthwith is one. <laughs> forthwith is one. I've just made it up. <laughs> forthwith. Forthwest. Uh, these, well, those are all those, those are all Bruce, um, zones. They're all areas. In the yes, series. Tom. And Forthwaith is one. Uh, okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> Just because uh, you must remember, I used to be a captain. Of course, I forget you are a seafaring person, right by the sea. I she she seafares she fares seashells she. on the sea floor. <laughs> Tom, 
Tom, do you know what I went in the sea this morning? This oh, very day. Suze, can you get to the sea from where you are? I didn't think you were by the sea yet. Well, we've got a car, Tom. But so you drove down to the sea? We drove to the sea to have a dip. What do you think about that? Well, was it very cold? Do you know, it wasn't that chilly. I mean, well, obviously, when, you, when your feet first go in, yeah. it is a little Chelsford. Mm. But then you just have to go with it. Get those shoulders under. That's what you must do. Get them under. Get did those all, shoulders under. Did you all go in? No, just me and Alice. Oh, lovely. Went in, and I'd say that we were in for just shy of 15 minutes. Oh, great. Swimming around. Swimming around. There was quite a lot of seaweed which kept touching me. I can imagine you would have absolutely mm, screamed. I do sometimes scream at that, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't thrilled about it. At one point, it was sort of all around my neck, like oh, I was sort of dear. Cleopatra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. But, but you know what? I did feel good afterwards because I was quite tired. Because, as we know, she had to get a motorbike yesterday, which, of course, exhausts her. Oh, so tiring. It's so tiring. So tiring. But when Alice woke me and was like, you still want to come for a swim, yeah? At seven, I was like, yeah, definitely. But Alice was right. I got up. Up, she slipped. Cozy on. Had to get changed at the beach, though, didn't I? What did you do under the towel? Well, of course. I'm not going to get out my bits and pieces for everyone to see in Brighton. Is it Brighton you went to? You didn't go to... Actually, no, we went to Hove, actually. Hove, actually. Better parking up there, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Tom. And there's the rock water where you can get a coffee or a tea, indeed. Oh, that's quite sweet up there, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's very nice, actually. Mm. Um, It was... uh, The other day, I thought I got recognised in there by by waitstaff. It was quite funny. Someone said... I'm so sorry, excuse me, are you? And I turned around and she went, the person that's outside on the table on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she recognised you and she was just using No, that. no, I really don't think she did. But you know what? I think that's good for the soul. It's good yeah. for one's ego. Yeah, 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 for sure. But still, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she'll recognise you if you keep going in there as well. Well, that's the thing. Then she'll say, oh, you were the lady at the other day on the table on the left. At the table on the left, lady. Hello. Hello. Do you have those big like duvet coats that people seem to have by the sea? They're arriving today in the post. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was a matter of time. Of course, Tom. Of course. Is it like a dressing gown, but with a nylon outer outer layer? Yes, sort of. But the thing is, what you can do is you pop it over you, and then I think you can button it up, and then you can take your cosy off underneath. Oh, so it's a full wearable tent. It's a full wearable tent, a wearable indeed. changing room. Oh. Um, and I'm wearable actually bringing room. it back, changing rooms. Changing but it's just rooms, people it's getting all... changed. <laughs> Intense. <laughs> you putting on large dressing gown style things. I haven't found a channel for it yet, but we're sure as soon as it gets greenlit. Well, YouTube's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> so, oh, that's good. yeah, you had a swim. Those. Felt good after, you know, Tom. Oh, I felt bet you felt good. Magnificent, yeah. Yeah, felt good. Had a, had a shower, and here I am. Oh, Suze, what a perfect morning. Did you just have a coffee, cup of coffee, or did you have a nice breakfast when you were down there? No, just got a cup of tea. Mm, just got a nice tea to warm me up. Mm, lovely. On the way home, very nice. Oh, that's nice. Now, Tom, I want to talk to you about fashion. Oh, fashion. well, it sounds like we were already talking about it soon. Well, indeed. So I, as you know, mm. I'm dyslexic. Mm. And I was, I've been finding that I've been getting a few headaches and um, really achy eyes and face from doing like loads of typing on the computer and loads of looking at... Um, at uh, my because I'm writing my new show yes. and so I've been typing bits up and oh, and I've been just finding that I've been it's been making me really tired so I did some googling yeah. and looked up and I thought oh I could get when I was at school they used to give me these sheets of 
sort of yellow or pink to put over. Mm. Have you ever seen them? Yes, I've seen They're them. like, anyway, you can now get them as glasses. What do you think? I'm literally looking at you through rose-tinted glasses. Oh, my goodness. I love them, Susie. They're brilliant. Do you think it's good or do you think I look like Bono? No, you don't look like Bono. You what look about like the edge? Like, they're kind of more pinky than Bono's ones. And they're very Yeah, they're stylish, very pink. Stylish do you girl. think they're chic? Or do you think I look like a wanker? No, I think they're very chic, Suze. I won't hear a word against it. They're, um, they've got a lovely pink hue, um, which yes. is, um, as you say, rose-tinted. And I think... Um, they're just pink glasses. But mm. I started wearing them just for an hour last night. Did it change things? Oh, my God, it's so much nicer looking at the computer. Oh, there you go. But do you think if I wear them out and about, I'm going to look like a twat? People will be like, oh, God. No, Susie, don't you? just got to own it, don't you? you just got to own it, don't you? I also bought them in yellow. I think these ones do make me look like Bono. Let's see. No, well, which ones do you prefer to work with? Have you tried them both? I think the the pink is best. Yeah, well, I think they're they're both nice. Well, there you go, Tom. That's it. This is me now. This is me! Oh, talking of this is me. Yes. Oh, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? You going to see... Um, Sister Act. Sister Act. Well, um, Alan and I are going there again tonight. Oh, my God. Alan's playing the Pope. What? It just gets dragged across the stage on a on a golf buggy, and I'm going to be the altar boy. What do you <gasps> think about that? Oh, my God. I think that's hilarious. I, mean, I think that's utterly hilarious. Absolutely. What fun. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, well, it'll be a bit of a laugh, won't it? Um but um, yeah I mean that is such a laugh that's so funny hopefully I won't crash the golf buggy into the front row hopefully 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 (laughs) 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 should we do some listener correspondence oh I'd like that Suze we haven't heard from people for a while no we haven't do 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 like minded friends this coffee's very bitter I've made myself here why have you made yourself such a bitter coffee I don't know why it's gone like that. It does do that sometimes. And you know what I don't like is if I leave the cup in here for too long, then it makes the room smell of coffee like a, like a staff room. Oh, do you ever think about sort of leaving out some bourbons? Mm, I should do, shouldn't I? Yeah, maybe I'd like that. coffee chairs that they used to have in the staff room for moany teachers to sit in complaining. Yeah, the cross teachers with the coffee breath. Oh, gross. Laura Hoskins has been in touch, Tom. Oh, hello, Laura. She's in Walthamstow, don't you know? My goodness, isn't everybody these days? Um, hello, Susie and Tom. Long-time listener, first-time correspondent oh. and professional like-minded friend. Oh, how kind. She starts off by saying some very lovely things about my warm-up show in Walthamstow <laughs> next week. Last week, rather. Ooh, Thank you for Suze, coming. That's so nice. Thank you for coming. It's almost finished, the show, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually mentioned that she came on her own. Because we encouraged on a previous episode for people just to come. I so I'm pleased that we did that. Things on their own. I like it. I've always done it. So. Yes, you have, haven't you? You're very good at that. Mm. I used to be shy in case people thought, because my mum would say things like, oh, people think you're so lonely if you go somewhere by yourself. Yes, yes. Like but if I had I, dinner by myself, mum would say, oh, do you think people are looking at you thinking, oh, I bet she's leaving a terrible marriage. Mm, I thought, no, I don't I think they're thinking it. about me that much. Well, I always hoped that they were thinking that about me. And... Um, I embraced it. Why do you think that they would think that you were leaving a marriage? Um, Complicated circumstances. Mm -hmm. They they think you'd realised. She's thrown him out. Again. Again. With all of his clothes. It's not working. In a bin bag. You don't need to carry your clothes in a bin bag, by the way, Tom. Secondly, my main reason for writing in Mm. is that I want to add to the buffet chat. Oh, good. What's she got to say on this? My lovely girlfriend, Misty, real name, she's American, 
lives in Colorado, Clang. Oh, my goodness. And we've been long distance for five and a half years. Wow. That's a long time, isn't That's it? Good for time. you girls. Save up those air miles, please. Well, yes, quite. She's brilliant, and I'm excited for our future living together in the same place. Oh. Anyway, in her house... She has a wooden display cabinet. You know, where your grandma would put nice pattern plates and vases on Mm. shelves and cupboards underneath. Oh, in Mm. shelves, in cupboards underneath. Mm. And she calls it a buffet. Oh. Although she she calls it a buffet. Emphasis on the fay. A buffet. Bless her. Yes, precisely. Oh, Suze, that's interesting. And needless to say, I'm not sure how I feel about this, as in my humble opinion, if there isn't a sausage roll in sight... I'm not sure it classifies as a buffet. That can be very confusing. Unless you're an all-you-can-eat curry buffet, the most superior of all the buffets on the buffet spectrum. Mm, that's interesting, yes. I can, I can understand that. Mm. Um, that's it. That's all. I hope you're enjoying your little transatlantic buffet fact. Mm. And that you're both happy and healthy and well. You both brighten up my week on a Wednesday. Bye 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 bye. Oh. And that's from Laura and Walthamstow. Laura and Misty, thank you for that wonderful message. Thanks for keeping in touch. Thanks for keeping in touch. Um, I think that's interesting. Like, I thought she was going to say a dresser or maybe a whatnot. But I think a whatnot is more of a shelving unit, isn't it? A what? A what? A whatnot. I think it's more of a... Wait, who has a what? What's a whatnot? It's like a sort of... Um, it's a shelf. It's a shelving unit that a, a, a grandmother or indeed a gay man who's um, thirty nine years old might have, and who um, which would display maybe your knickknacks on knickknacks on whatnot. Hmm? Have you got one? I'm trying to not, no, actually not yet, but I'm looking for the perfect one, aren't I? Of course. Is that an Americanism or whatnot? Uh, I don't think or so. Well, I've seen it on a lot of um, British antique websites, so I don't, okay, I don't know. Fine. A whatnot. It's sort of, um, I'm trying to think of what it looks like. It's, a, it's essentially shelves, but open shelving that you'd put, but like a display shelf that you'd have in the home. Right. Your trophies, your knickknacks, your objet d'art. Maybe a pot I have worry. one trophy, and it's the pointless trophy. That's cool. Winning pointless. That's it. Well, that's fine. Well, you need a whatnot then, don't you? I, 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 ought, to, I ought to do with a whatnot. Tom, we've got another message. Oh, goodness. From Sarah. Sarah, what's up? They're coming in thick and fast. Mm. Dear Tom and Susie, long-time listener, first-time caller, I love your podcast and have done for many years oh. and always appreciate your candid discussions about growing up and trying to live a normal life as a queer person. Mm. There's something incredibly reassuring hearing someone voice something that you have thought so many times yourself, big or small. You're also both hilarious. Now, I don't normally listen to the radio, but I tuned into Virgin this week to hear Tom doing the breakfast show. You were excellent, Tom, a natural at the radio. Hearing you unexpectedly read out the Premier League schedule for the week and even sound a bit enthusiastic about it really made me laugh. (laughs) Especially when you uh, followed it by playing the UK's entry for Eurovision this year. (laughs) On that note, I would love to hear a bit more about your experience of doing the show, if you're able to share, and what it was like being in more of a mainstream forward slash traditional environment. Lots of love. Bye, 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 bye. P.S. I'm an Australian living in the Netherlands. Make of that what you will. Sarah, we will make of that many things at our will. But Sarah, how kind and how nice of her to listen to the um, the Virgin show. I really do like doing that because you're very good. Well, that's very very nice. I like um, I I just like doing it because you get up early and do it, which is not my usual style. But by the time I'm up, I'm up, and mm. it's so early. I have to be up at like four thirty. So I don't even know I'm awake. And I've got that sort of airport excitement. You know, when you have to go to the mm-hmm. airport really early. And then by the time I'm doing it, I'm sort of, I'm, you know, not 
I'm not awake enough to censor myself or to kind of worry about it and things. So he's yes. actually being quite tired like that. <laughs> it's quite creative. Um, and I just find it quite immediate and quite fun and you can just create whatever world you like in people's ears and, and hopefully provide a bit of positivity for the morning. So I did enjoy it very much, actually. And, and what I did find is that despite a very rocky sort of soundtrack, actually a lot of the people texting in were called things like Pam, <laughs> Val, Val. Patricia Routledge, for example. Patricia Routledge. I didn't actually get a message, sadly, from Patricia Routledge, but uh, I, I lived for it, as the young people say. She's doing that show. She's probably very tired. She's so probably she needs to get as much sleep as she can. Mm, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. But I liked it very much. Thank you for asking. And how do you feel about being in such a sort of... It doesn't feel like a particularly laddie environment. But then when I read this message before, I thought, I suppose you and I have had to do that assimilating quite a lot um, because of comedy clubs. Mm. I would say, yeah, we've always had to find a way to exist in those spaces. So it was no difference. And, and, and actually, as I say, I think happily in this circumstance, they you, there, might, there might be a sense that it seems quite laddie, but my experience there is that it's not very, not especially yeah. laddie, if anything, quite the opposite. Um, but <laughs> in a way that seems to work, though, the playlist is quite... It's quite rocky, I suppose. I like nice. the playlist. I mean, it's quite, it's quite, it's got a bit of an edge to it, which is quite fun. It's not too. But it's not like you're listening to like rock FM. No, it's not like listening to rock FM, and and that's what's quite. I think that's what we, you know, I think maybe in America, there's not as much of that kind. Things are quite sort of differentiated, but I think we're mm. quite good at blending things together. I yes, think. I think so too. Also, I soft rock. Generalism. Love soft rock. Soft rock. That's basically what it is. Adult pop. Love. Adult pop, as I used to see it listed as. <laughs> oh, I like that. Mm, mm. I like that. We had a lovely time. People were very generous, very generous to me there. I liked it. Well, you did a super job. And yeah, you said it was a lovely team. So what a bloody hoot. Yes. Yes, but thank you, Sarah. Tom, if it's spelled K-A-T-I, do you think it's Katie or Katie? Oh, good question. I hope it's Katie and I hope it's a description of them as a person as well. Oh, well, I hope it's from a cat, of course. Oh, of course. Hmm. Hello, Tom and Susie. Hmm. I'm a very new listener to the pod and I had to write to say how much I'm enjoying it. Oh. It's so welcoming and has such a lovely vibe. Thank you. I have a big sister, Claire, to thank for getting me on board the Like-Minded Friends Express. Mm. And I was hoping you could give her a mention. Sure. Claire means so much to me. But as I'm the sentimental one, not her, whenever I try to express my gratitude, she brushes it off. Mm. We lost our dad in October 2015. And since then, she's been not only my big sister, but also my parents. We do have a mother, but she's about as much use as a chocolate teapot. Even though I'm actually 40 years old, I'm still a bit rubbish at being an adult. And I know Claire worries about me. She absolutely loves your podcast, and I know that she would be delighted to have a hello from you two delightful humans. It's her wedding anniversary on October 31st, so could you wish her and my smashing brother-in-law, Kev, a happy anniversary? Hmm. Keep up with the excellent pod. I'm hoping to catch you both on tour as and when you're nearby. Please, God. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Love, Catty or Katie Reeve, a Geordie trapped in... Kettering or Kettering, I suppose, um, <laughs> or a cattery. Uh, so, Claire, Claire, sister of Catty slash Katie. Oh, Claire. Claire, thanks so much for being a fan. Oh, so touching, isn't it? And happy anniversary. Now, their anniversary is October the 31st. Is that not Halloween? Gosh, what a spooky anniversary. 
Spooky. Spooky. Do you think they had a themed wedding? Oh, I hope so. A goth wedding. That would be I was nice. wondering, could Claire get in touch and let us know whether people came in traditional clothing or traditional Halloween clothing? Oh, I hope they... I, wouldn't that be great? The wedding photographs all looking like the... That would video. be great. Yeah. <laughs> Best man as Beetlejuice. Oh, yes. That's a good so one, fun. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I would have liked that. I would have liked that a lot. Oh, but well, thank you for getting in touch, Katty so Katie and the Kateri. Yeah, it's Katie Katie. Katie Katie. Um, in catering, in catering. Um, but uh, that's so nice. And I think we all feel like um, rubbish adults, don't we? No matter what age we are. Totally. Um, totally. I thought it, something struck me actually that I was going to say when you said um, about the Virgin show and being like you're not worrying about it because you're just like there and doing oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. I've really had that experience with writing my new show, oh, and that I've not had enough. I've not had. I've had enough time, but I've not had as much time as I would normally have because mm. of having the baby busy, and moving. Mm. And you know, I'm very lucky that work's quite busy as well. Mm. But what it's meant that I've had to do is I've had to be really brave on stage. Like once upon a time, I'd have to really think about the routine oh. before I said it in front of. people people you uh-huh. know or I would have to be at like a new material night where everyone knows it's new material in order mm. to try stuff but mm. you know it's made me really it's it's forced me to be fearless mm. and okay. I thought oh that's a really good thing to learn isn't it that like sometimes just doing it and not thinking about it oh 100% is, yeah is actually the way I, if I've learned anything Suze I don't know if, if, if this in these is 39 enough. years in these 39 years it's that um overthinking is the enemy uh, th- or think- thinking sometimes at all like thinking is not always helpful and we kind of the more we think the more we kind of analyse and try and be perfect and yeah we can't be trying it's the ego isn't it I think that creeps in to say no no you can't do that or, or like the idea that you, you, you always have everything always has to be perfect yes and it's like no just doing it is yeah. the thing and yeah. then if it one day it might become perfect or it might just become really good and that's enough well I had to have a rule with myself of like um, a few years ago of going like they can't get you for trying which sounds so mm. <laughs> pathetic but like it sounds so combative so it does sound quite combative <laughs> um, but like do you know what I mean like they can't no one can because I remember it was when I was going to Edinburgh and I was always so scared of like mean reviewers and stuff and mm. um, and then I was like they can't get you for trying like do you know what I mean yeah. like, so, so who are these people who are like because for like 10 years I was like oh god I'm stupid um, mm. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I'm having a go at it. And so, yeah. and I'm trying. And and so they can't have a go and be like, well, who do they think they are? I'm trying. Oh, what a fool. And you realise there is that sort of voice that sometimes lingers in the background from horrible people, bullies. Basically. Mm. Um, so, I think it's really interesting as well. Like I, it, with regards to like the fringe happening this year, it's like, it's such an exciting time for queer comics and I found myself and this probably sounds really childish but I found myself like weirdly jealous of like oh I wish I start I wish that when I first went up it was like such a welcoming place of being like look at all these queer people doing brilliant things oh yeah I feel like when I went off I was still like 10 years ago I still really felt like I had to apologize for myself on stage I had to be like I am gay but I am funny don't worry yeah yeah same I felt like that it's like as if they would be like oh don't go on about it yeah totally like like, there was no like celebration of that really no Um, and it was like oh here we go talking about being gay are you oh no one cares like that's what I sort of felt I mean I never specifically said that but but I think that there was sometimes an energy of that in the room mm. where you couldn't be overtly, or maybe it was just something you and I felt. Maybe that's a, <laughs> maybe that's a like-minded friends thing. <laughs> maybe just that. that. Maybe that's where we found each other. <laughs> maybe. But I think as well that that's. I think some people have like a a clarity of thought that 
Mm. I wish I'd had, but I always overthought yes. everything because I was like, no, I can't be this and I can't be that. And I, can't. I suppose it's exactly like we're saying, like existing in spaces where, you know, we don't always feel like it's entirely positive, you know, growing yeah. up. Yeah. I wonder if it's now. linked. To, I wonder if other queer people or, or just people that feel sort of slightly outside of things, mm. you know, I wonder whether for us, like growing up during something like Section 28, mm. whether like the like those sorts of things just being around. Whereas, you know, I look at some of the, like say my cousin, for example, who's like in his early twenties, he's so comfortable with being gay. Yeah. In a way that I never was in my early twenties. Yeah. And I suppose it's that, that's just a wonderful thing about the world moving on. And that's a wonderful thing for, about sort of the stand-ups that are coming through now that are brilliant young queer stand-ups that there's Mm. just, there's, the world, yeah, I guess it's an indication that the world's moved on. I, there was no way I, I felt like I could go up and talk about my life, basically, mm. at first. Like, do you know what I mean? No I way. had to really, like, contextualise it and go, sorry, I'm this and I'm this, and, and sort of really package it up in a way that people could get on board with, and then maybe I could yeah. talk about something. But if I tried to talk about something specific about, you know, my mum's hostess trolley or something, then um, <laughs> then then I, they would have been like, what the fuck is this? And would have been quite angry about it, I think. Yeah. And so I suppose I... And I still carry a bit of that. And I think that's the nature of, I suppose when we talk about homophobia, I mean, I think in my experience, it, it wasn't it wasn't overtly like, uh, we're gonna beat you up, <laughs> you know, we're gonna take your lunch money because you're gay. It wasn't that, it was more the sort of like, you're not- you're, you, Like what's wrong with we you, you're so you weird. We yeah, we're not, we're not interested in your world. We're not, you, why are you different? Why are you being different? Mm. And I think that still lingers on really. I think that's, and do you know what I mean about that sort of exhaustion of like overthinking things, trying to fit yeah, in? Yeah, 100%, my God, yeah. Absolutely, oh, so much. Yeah, I relate to that so much. Because when, when people would say to me like about like, when I used to go to Edinburgh, particularly in the early days, but like, just write your show, just write a show. And I'm like, no, I can't write a show because I've got to, every time I'd like put pen to paper, I'd like, destroy it because I'd be like well I've got to write a show that's going to appeal to um, straight people who are quite aggressive who um, not always but like who could seem quite aggressive and it's got to appeal to critics and it's got to appeal to award judges and it's got to appeal to other comedians and so I wouldn't be like scoffed at by other comedians because I can't hold my because it was a real sort of bravura about like well, can you hold your own at a jonglers or not? Oh, you 100%, worth yeah. Sort of thing. You've got to be able to play every room in the country. You've got to be able to play every, And I would try and do that. I suppose it probably, in a way, served me well to try those different rooms. But still, you know, it just yeah. sort of... Um, I don't know, I found it like... I felt weirdly jealous, like a small child. I was like, oh, I wish that I was... I wish that the oh, world felt so cool. welcoming for, for, for me when I was coming through. But also I felt really heartened by the amount of brilliant queer stand-ups there are at the fringe yeah. who are, are sort of being unapologetically themselves and not feeling like I did for the first couple of years where I, were, where I had to sort of go, I'm very sorry about this whole gay thing. I'm as disappointed as you are. Oh gosh, isn't it terrible that we made you feel like that? And that sort of world that was kind of, even though there were other, you know, queer stand-ups and, and comedians around, I don't know, it just felt like it wasn't encouraged. It felt like... No, I felt like I was at sea. Yes, yeah, Which is exactly where I was this morning. <laughs> which is exactly... Haven't we all ended up back there on the shipping forecast? But the... the forthwith. Forthwith. Let us have Drizzle. The, um, drizzle. Forthwith. <laughs> Gust, what is it? Blustery? Um, Gusty. Gusty yeah. wind. I'm trying to think of what the... Yeah, what the terms are now. I love yeah. that drag queen. Oh, yes. Trafalgar. East. North... By Northwest, like it's all sort of North by Northwest, isn't that a film? Cary Grant, um, film. yeah, yeah. 
But um, oh. yes, no, I definitely felt that and felt, I think that's, I think that's understandable to go. Um, it was. I'm sure it's very childish. No, but, I think that's very um, normal because I think as well, it was really, I think, we, you, you know, as well, like to be acknowledged on that, I think is fair enough that it's sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, there's no way when I started out that I could have, I tried it. <laughs> I did try everybody. I did try. And maybe it uh, softened some audiences. I know you did the same, Suze, that tried to sort of be like our, slightly more you know truthful selves it was like you know yeah. more nuanced and more sort of vulnerable but audiences were like oh no <laughs> no and i, I don't want to hear about the fact that you're anxious how horrible yeah and like yeah. four years later the fringe was like thank god everyone's talking about anxiety everybody yeah and, um well i did try but you yeah. but none of you cared yeah 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 oh, i think as well just sort of that that I, bloody I, I, festival yeah i know i i feel, I feel like that festival and maybe for other people it's different but when when we were there I think we both had shared experiences of it being I, I'm quite open about it really but I've, I found it very uh, difficult and overwhelming and not very supportive and, and not very I mean but then the we must say there were later years yeah the later years when we, we both had great time but I, when I say the, the festival I, I mean the organisers sorry and the sort of people who go yes. there as um, critics and stuff you know I think oh once, yeah and the people at the venues I remember people that like sort of worked at the venues saying sort of not unkind things to me but not especially you know I remember someone saying oh you've almost sold out or you've you know you've only a a guy that was like quite high up and like I don't know like well you're almost making the sold out board and you're like oh don't Mm, thanks (laughs) yeah for me the big change was when I changed management to our management off the curb well of course that was the big change then I felt like Oh, off the curb's the one. I don't need to worry about anybody else because they're really good at looking after me. And then, and then it, then it also went. I felt a lot more confident in myself because of that. And I, like I say, it's never the audiences that was the problem. It's just the sort of the business side of it. I always found quite, mm. like you say, quite, quite sort of coarse and quite sort of unkind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so. our brilliant manager, Flo and Lily. Yes. Uh, those guys all. Those guys. A lot, um, because that is part of it. It's supporting people, isn't it? Of just kind of yeah. Being part of oh the team, God, off the curb are like my support. I mean, they basically held me up for the first couple. I bet I was really annoying. Uh, they're probably nodding now. Anyway, should we finish no, the podcast I think, now? I think, they, I think they like. I think they, they understand. Like people being people. That's the thing as well. People, people, people who need people. people. But you're allowed to be. A human being, girls you know? So that's the other thing to remember. So there we go. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, right. here we are. Tom. We've covered all bases there. And we I think we've covered everything. Ooh, we've come back to the sea. Uh, Tom, would you mind if I just reminded people where I'm going on tour? I wouldn't mind. Okay. I'd be delighted. Thank you, dear. So my tour starts on the 16th of September. Mm-hmm. And I won't tell you where everyone is, but that one starts in Andover. And then um, between September and October, I'm visiting Tynmouth, Bridport, Chipping Norton, Burton-upon-Trent, Bakewell, Birmingham, Bridgewater, all the bees, mm-hmm. St. Austell, Nottingham, Farnham, Hull, Pocklington and East Grinstead. That's there are lots more dates coming. Yes, there'll be some in Scotland. Yes, there'll be more up north. Yes, there'll be one in Brighton. Yes, there'll be one in Portsmouth. But we have to put them on sale in chunks. So that's the first chunk. Put them on sale in chunks. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love chunks. So true. So true. Um, so yes, go and see, go see Susie. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, it's kind of great. Say. It'll be great. It'll be great. Um, yeah, so exciting. So exciting. 
Um, okay then, dear. Well, I'll see you next week, shall I? Well, well, I, well I won't. I'll see you in two I'll days. See you in the meantime, can we just stay? But um, if I don't see the see you through the window, I see you through the week. Did your nan used to say that? Yes, they did say that. My nan did say that. Yes, uh, if I don't see you through the week, I see you through the window. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah maybe I it's the other way around. I, no, but I like it your way. I like it both ways. If I don't see you through the window, I see you through the week. Something like that. Anyway, oh. um, our dear like-minded friends, if you want to get in touch, you always can. Of course, the email is hello at likemindedfriendspod. Dot com. Do get in touch. And if you'd like to, it would be great if you would rate and review. I know you don't like me saying that, Tom, but apparently it really helps us climb up those charts. Yeah, it's like games which is very good play, for something. No I, do, no, I do like it when... I don't mind it when we say it. I don't like when people go, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, people say, I expected more from you too. Someone said the other day, Susie's just started interviewing Tom. I was like, oh, oh, I'm sure. We, oh, I, hope we talked, I was just asking Tom sure questions. We talked, I hope we talked balancedly. I'm sorry if I... Um, no, Thomas, it's never you. But it's just such a funny okay. thing. I, thought, mm. I mean, don't leave negative reviews. Mm. It's such a strange thing. It's like, here's the thing you're getting for free. Listen and write a nice review. Listen, don't do a review at all. Or just don't listen. Mm. I know, it's strange, isn't it? It's so strange that someone would complain about something that they're getting for free and can indeed not listen well, to. Well, indeed. Indeed, Sue's indeed. But indeed, you know, indeed. Is, we mustn't let these voices creep in and, and overshadow the, the many positive voices, of course. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, we'll see you next week on Like My Dear Friends. Well, won't we? We will. And um, thank okay. you for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. And um, Yes, please and, do. And um, remember all the wonderful things out there. And celebrate. Stop in a stop in nature and notice the flowers, and a lovely, lovely mm, way to end. My, my, my advice, but um, but uh, or don't you know? Just get pissed wherever you like. But um, but I like, do you? You do you. You do you. Okay, okay. That's the main thing. You do you. Okay. okay well, bye then. Bye. 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 Bye.